So what exactly is a high place? We'll talk about that today on Bible Time. Hello again, everyone. Thank you for joining me for Bible Time. So I got a question, um, not from a viewer, from somebody at church. Simply wanted to know, what is a high place and what is an Asherah pool? So we read about these things in the Old Testament, um, primarily in the books of the Kings and Chronicles. And then you'll hear about it some in Isaiah and Jeremiah and, and the prophets Ezekiel and such. But basically, an Asherah, and I'm not even sure if I'm saying that, saying that right, was a goddess of the Canaanites that was the mother god, um, goddess of fertility. It was many things. It led to the pagan goddess of Ishtar, which then became what we know of as Easter. Well, at least the Easter holiday was from Ishtar, but we know it as the resurrection. But anyway, when God said to do away with the high places, and he said the kings did not do away with the high places, or they tore down the high places. What are these high places? Were they really high? Yes and no. Um, a lot of them were built on mountains up high so they could be closer to God, to their God, they, which they believed was in the sky, but also so that others could see. They, like, they would build them on the edges of these cliffs so that people could see them. And basically it was probably just an altar made out of stones. And sometimes they would put a carved image of Asherah, um, typically from a piece of wood, on this uh, altar as a means of worship. And they would actually go up to these high places and worship. But symbolically, though, high places is also very representative of something that is your um, adoration, if you will. Something that you honor and celebrate above many other things. The high Sabbaths, for example, were God's seven Sabbaths that he felt were very very important and he wanted them to be celebrated with no regular work and every year at the same time and these began at passover like the first day of the feast of unleavened bread the day after the passover lamb was slaughtered um, the feast of tabernacles the first and last day uh, yom kippur pentecost these are all high sabbaths okay High, not that they were celebrated up high, but they were elevated as far as what they were used for. So a high place was also elevated in the mind rather than necessarily, not necessarily elevated in a, a mountain, for example. So anything that you consider high, you consider better. Now, this is not to say that this thing is wrong, but the British celebrate high tea, where it's different than a tea time. I mean, it's very colorful. There's certain foods and different pictures that they would use. It's something that is set apart from the regular tea, just like a high Sabbath is set apart from a regular Sabbath. So anything that you set apart and make special and important is considered high. So God, when he says to tear down the high places, he's not just talking about the altars that were built on the side of a cliff so people could see it. He means anything in our lives that we elevate above him. If we put food above him, that's a high place in our lives. 
if we put television above him, that's a high place. This is one that many, many people do. If we put football above God, that's a high place in our life, and that needs to be torn down. Yeah, there. Are, I, I, for one, used to worship. Not, I mean, I hate to say that, but I did. The Cleveland Browns, you know, I would celebrate every year, and I'd get very upset if they didn't do well. They became part of my identity, and even though they're doing well this year, I'm very happy, but if they lose, okay, you know, I'm not going to tie myself to the success of a football team, but I used to. We don't like to say that we worship things other than God, but the fact is that we do. We have high places in our lives, just like the Israelites did. And God wants us to tear them down because the more we have God as our only quote-unquote high place, the better off we're going to be. We're going to be happier. We're going to be healthier. We are going to be more loving. We are going to be better people the more we put God above everything else. But do we do it? Maybe today's a good day to take an inventory. What am I elevating above God? It can be anything. And you know, many times we don't even realize it. And we have to be careful here. I am not calling us into legalism. I am not saying, oh my gosh, you can't wear that particular pair of jeans because it has a hole in it. I'm not going that far, folks. I'm saying you take it to God and say, God, what do I have that I'm putting above you? I'm not asking you to figure it out yourself because then it's just going to turn into legalism and we're going to start judging one another. There's no room for that. Take it to God and say, God, look, what in my life am I possibly putting above you? He will tell you. But let it be God. Don't let it be your neighbor. Don't let it be your spouse or your friend. Now, if they come to you and say, hey, you know, you might want to think about this. Okay, then take that to God. But if you don't feel that God is saying it's wrong, then don't beat yourself up. That is an important thing too. Do not beat yourself up over this. There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. There's no condemnation for what we do. Our sins are forgiven. They are removed as far as the east is from the west. But we do also need to be very mindful of what we put first in our lives. So tear down those high places and replace them with the Lord. That's your Bible time for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll talk to you again all real soon. God bless. And not bad.